Happy Sabbath, Garland family. I want to thank Sister, Sister Linda for a beautiful song. Thank you so much. And Sister Faith and everyone who participated today in leading out our worship service. Can you hear me clearly? Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, church family. God is good. All the time. I want to just welcome all of those who are joining us online. Thanks for joining us. And just want to welcome all of our members and friends here at the Garland Church family. So good to see you. Uh, like us to go straight to the word. Straight to the word today. I invite you to turn to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. Acts chapter 1. And I'll be reading from verse 1 through to 8. And the title of our message today, Little Companies, Big Spirit. Amen? Amen. Little Companies. Big Holy Spirit, I should say. Big Holy Spirit. I'm going to read from verse 1 through to 8. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. After he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he had presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of, to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in, our, in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has what? Come upon you. And you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, once again we, we come. We're here, Father, to worship. We're here to, to let it be known to the world how amazing you are to us. You're indeed 
a great God. You fill the heavens, but you also fill the earth. And so today, as we worship you, we ask, Lord, that your presence will fill our hearts. Father, I give you all that I am. I invite you to take full control of my life. Take control of all of my faculties and speak through me as you speak. Speak to me as you speak also to your people. May we not only be blessed and edified by your word today, but may we all be transformed by it. And we thank you for Jesus, our friend. Bless us now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We talked about the little companies last time. And we see from, from the Old Testament all the way through uh, 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 the New Testament and throughout the ages, we have seen where God has always brought together a group of people through which he chooses to work through. You know, God works in ways that's, that's so profound. But simply, it's his choice. It's who he is. He's father, son, and what? Holy Spirit. The Godhead is three beings living together, working together to make sure that all of humanity Here's the gospel. That's who they are. They work in community. They live in community. And you know, friends, one thing we saw last time that I was here, we saw where when God sets the example and when he works through people together, amazing things happen. The spiritual, the scriptural, the pioneering aspect of little companies, which are house churches set up by God throughout history and has brought so many into a loving relationship with Jesus. Those, those churches God would love to see thrive even in our day today. It's his plan. And as we journey through the book of Acts this morning, I want you to see how God inspired these little companies with a power and it's this power, friends, this power that we here at Garner hope to receive in its fullness. It's this power when it is working through its uh, environment. Then, folks, I tell you, we are going to experience something we'll never have seen or experienced before. I put it like this, every year 
in California, there is a little parade, I say little, but it's actually big, but a, a parade called the Rose Bowl Parade. Anyone ever heard about it? The Rose Bowl Parade? Well, on this occasion one year, while all the, the floats were traveling along the path, suddenly there was a stop, a backup. Nothing was moving. And so people started to investigate what was happening, and guess what happened? One of the trucks carrying the float had broken down. When they searched to find out what was the problem with this, with this truck, <laughs> everyone came to find out that this truck had run out of gas. And guess what was the name of this float? <laughs> it was standard oil from which, from which Chevron and all these companies came from, of course. The oil company's truck ran out of gas. Backed up the entire parade. I want to say to the church of God today, here at Garland, that the Holy Spirit wants to do a certain work. He wants to do an amazing work through every life here today and those who are watching. But it's on his terms. Are you hearing me, friends? It's through his, his way of doing his business that he will finish God's work. The question is, do we want to align with him? Do we want to make sure that as we move together as a church family, we are setting up everything in place for him to work? And one of the major tools that he uses in Scripture is called house churches. God is not too particular about big churches. Brother Cruz, God is not too particular about having, having uh, 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 three floors uh, of, of space filled with people. God is interested in having a group of people whose hearts are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants. That's what he's after. And the moment he gets this, great things will happen. In fact, we see it here. They were all waiting on the Holy Spirit because Jesus told them. Jesus was the one who told them to wait for it. That the Holy Spirit is going to come. And when he come, comes, he's going to pour out himself upon them and fill them and use them. So they were waiting here in the scriptures. In the book of Acts, they were simply waiting on the Holy Spirit to fall. I want you now to turn to chapter 2. Today, chapter 2, 
and verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with what? One accord in? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole where? They were in a house. The Holy Spirit came, fell upon them while they were in this house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each other. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. And the Spirit Gave, as, sorry, the Spirit gave them what? The Holy Spirit. Yes, it's been, he's spoken of throughout Scripture and by many. But the question is, do we all have an interaction with him personally? Do we know who he is? He creates all kind of miracles within Scriptures. Is he creating miracles in your life today? Do we have a personal relationship with this Holy Spirit in Scripture? When the Holy Spirit fell upon these people here in this little house, in this little room, it started with this little group of people, but by the time you end up in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 20, myriads were being saved. That's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. The question is, do we believe that there is a being who is willing to do amazing things in your life, in my life, today. When the Holy Spirit took charge of this, this little house, the people were on one accord. They were praising God by the end of this verse here. 3,000 people were added to them after Peter spoke. Can you imagine that? People were flooding the church. This, this, this new church that Jesus is about to use to, to, to win the world. 3,000 came in. What was God's plan for these 3,000 people? We saw it the last time I spoke. The church was always public and private. God always had that, that in mind. We go to the public service, which we are all here today publicly. Amen? But also God designed it whereby church was also private. We should also have not only our family unit, but we should also have a private unit that we go to continually. And it was through that private unit God was willing to do an amazing work. And the church in the book of Acts filled and grew in amazing ways, not only because of the public, but also because of the private. And today, in most churches, what we see and what we experience is public. Public. Public worship. When God designed the temple in the Old Testament, we saw that two weeks ago, 
they all went to the temple. But when they were done, they went to what? The little groups. Remember that? I, I, I showed it to you, and I read it to you from the scripture. So in the Old Testament, the church service was always public and private, but now it's in the New Testament the same. Jesus had his own little company. Jesus went to the temple publicly, but now all we're left with today in most churches is the public service. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I am waiting. I am waiting for the right structure so that I can work an amazing work through them. Garland Church family, Garland Church family, God desires to equip this church with the right structure. Y'all hear me? With the right structure. We need each other. And in order to take care of each other and to also spread the gospel, we need to have house churches. It is a must. It's what fueled the early church. And nothing else is going to do it for us. Or else we'll spend year after year going through the same thing. Coming to a church and joining the worship service, but going home with all these problems within our homes. No one to speak to. No one to share with. No help to get from another person. The Holy Spirit fueled these house churches um, back in uh, the book of Acts. And I want us to just, just keep going. Let's look at verse 46. Uh, we see where he fell upon them there in the house. Now I want you to look at verse 46. Um, chapter 2, we read chapter 1, uh, verse 1 to 3. Look at 46. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple. Notice they were in the temple daily and breaking bread from where? So it's a public and private. That's how they live life. They ate their, their, their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And look at what God did. And the Lord added to the church daily. This church was growing daily. Those who were being saved. Is Garland Church growing daily? If Garland Church was growing daily, then guess what? We would have multiple churches in the city of Garland. We'll be so filled, we'll have to plant new churches. Hallelujah. That is, that is the vision. That is the vision of Christ. Not to just have one church in one city. A city of almost 280,000 people. The truth is, the only way the Holy Spirit is going to get this work done is if this church decides to provide God with the structure that he needs. 
That's the only way, folk. And that's what these people did. They provide the, 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 the God of heaven with the public and the private setting. And then the Holy Spirit, oh my, my, when he, once he saw it, he just came in and amazing things happened. Amazing things happened uh, right here before our eyes. Here are three things the Holy Spirit does when he comes into our, our, our church and our setting like this. First thing I want to point your attention to is from Jesus himself. John 14, verse 26. Let's turn there with me. John 14, verse what? It is, it is from our key text that we've been, we've been going through when it comes to being prepared as disciples. This is his last conversation here with his disciples before he went to that fateful position on the cross. John 14, verse what? 26. And he said, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will do what? Teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. He's a what? He's the best teacher ever. Anybody here wants to know the Bible deeper? Let me see your hands. You want to know the Bible deeper? Guess who is the best teacher? The Holy Spirit. Go to him. Call his name. Ask him to help. The only reason why you won't is because you don't need him. If you're serious about knowing him, you will ask him to help you to understand the word. The best teacher out there is the Holy Spirit. You can hear all names of famous preachers that are preaching today and you go to them for help. But why not sit down one day and just take this word and ask God to help you? Jesus said the Holy Spirit is willing to teach and is willing to help and to remind you of everything he has said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Garland Church family, the best teacher out there of the Word of God is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And all you got to do, you know, is just ask Him. Holy Spirit, I hear all these things. I hear some say this, some say that. Would you help me? as I read the word to understand this matter. Decide to spend time with God. Let him teach you. One of the best and most powerful environments where the Holy Spirit works mightily is when a group of people are united. Their, 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 their belief, their belief is, on, is on one accord. And the only being that can move a group of people into that state 
is the Holy Spirit. Where there's no division, every person believing in, in, in everything that is in the Word of God. My friends, Jesus wanted to point us to that place because in little companies, in house churches, in the private side of Christian life, guess who is the one that teaches people there? The Holy Spirit. And you know what I found? I found this. When we rely on the Holy Spirit for the guidance in all truth, you will find you will find that number one, you and I, we are not the sole dispensers of truth. In fact, I am not. Do you know who is the sole dispenser of truth? The Holy Spirit. I would rather someone say the Holy Spirit says than Pastor Sean said. I love that any day. And when we gather, eventually, in the near future, as house churches, aligning ourselves just as the people of Acts live life together, you're going to find that we will depend on the Holy Spirit for everything. Anybody come with any weird teachings, the question would be, what does the Holy Spirit say? What does the Bible say? Are you with me? What does the Bible say? God teaches his word to his people. He reminds them of things that he says because he's the helper. You know, the Holy Spirit also convicts of sin. People don't really like to, to hear that they're sinners. The truth is, we are not perfect. Sitting right before me right now, our people standing on the stage right now, we have all messed up in so many different ways. Right now, we need God more than anything else. The grace that is needed right now for those who are watching, those who are here, it's just amazing how God deals with us and grace. Can you imagine he doesn't come and just pour out our lives before the people? But at the same time, he gives us all an individual opportunity to come to him personally. The Holy Spirit leads people, leads people to face their own guilt and shame. The question is, do you have any? 
Is there anything in your life today, in my life today, that we need to turn over to God? Are we willing to ask the Holy Spirit to lead an aggressive conviction of sin within our lives? Or are we willing to have a passive, a passive expression of grace from God and then to leave here to go and do the same thing again? Are we willing to have it change now and forever? Are you with me? God is saying, God is saying now is the time. The Holy Spirit is ready. He's ready to do a work. And his work is to, is to not, only, not only teach, but to convict people of sin. John 16, we were there in John 14. Look at John 16. I'm going to read verse 7 and 8. The Bible says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will do what? And when he has come, he will convict the world of what? He will convict the world of sin. In other words, he will make you very uncomfortable. And he's going to come to you, he's going to come to me, and he's going to say, that thing that we're doing, that must stop right now. I am willing to forgive it. I am willing to remove it. I am willing to give you a new start. Are you willing to accept it? You know what, friends? I tell you what. I've been just so blessed meeting in the mornings with the group, the early, early baptismal class and, and those who are preparing to be baptized. Uh, by the way, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be having two baptisms. And if you're here today and you would like to be, pre- be prepared for baptism, uh, I don't want to forget this, but I just want to make sure that you know that right in front of you, Right in front of you, there's a little card that looks like this. Go ahead, friends, go ahead. And fill this out. Put it in my hands. Elder Stewart's hands, one of the the, the, the elders. We will make sure we follow up with you and prepare you for baptism. Baptism is saying, Holy Spirit, you have been convicting me of my sins. Holy Spirit, I, I know I have to stop. I have to change. Holy Spirit, without you, I, won't, I, will, be, I will be restless. Holy Spirit, I give you authority to come into my life and set me free. I don't know what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about that he wants you to change. But he loves you. (laughs) And he's saying that I am your solution. 
You might be avoiding me at times. But without me, you can do nothing. But with me, everything is possible. Amen? Amen. Do you know when you're able? You know, Jesus said, uh, uh, confess your sins to one another. When we meet together in little companies, what a time it is to know that you have a group that you can share with, that you can talk with, a group that can pray with you and for you. You're going through some things you don't know who you, who you, you really need to talk to. That is a problem. If you're living with it and there's no help for you, can you imagine in the church there's no help? We got to change some things. But in the group, that's where the Holy Spirit works. When we're able to share with each other, when people are able to share back with us, when we're able to, to ask for help, God will lead us, friends. The Holy Spirit will lead us. And he will make sure that when he convicts us of our sins, he'll make sure that there's a group around us to walk with us, step by step, to wholeness. Last thing I believe the Holy Spirit does, there's so many, there's, there's absolutely no way I'll be able to go through this um, fully in, in just one setting. I just want to set the stage because the Holy Spirit does come and he teaches. He convicts us of sin. But you know what he also does, friends? He gives guidance. He gives guidance. Have you ever gotten Got, went on the road and wanting to get to somewhere and never really, you didn't really know how to get there without any trouble. But in your car, you, you have that nice little navigation system. And the moment you go in there, you put the address in, it gives you a what? gives you some directions, right? Even give you a possible time frame that you're going to arrive. And all of that, it's a beautiful system. Do you know God wants to take care of your life like that? He wants to say to you, listen, when I convict you, I'm willing to forgive you. But if you remain, if you remain in a relationship with me, I want you to know that I am capable of taking you from this point to eternity. Amen. And has this ever happened to you? You're driving, and while you're following that GPS, something happened, and it came, came to you, with, it, it, it pops up a little voice note that says, listen, there's a six-minute delay down the road. You have this option. You can change to this option if you want. Has that ever happened to you? Happened to me many times. And I'm able to 
switch my route and take another route and avoid the, the lengthy, lengthy the delay. But God is saying, listen, you need to make sure that I'm the one guiding you. I am not, God is saying, I am not in this thing only to forgive you. If forgiveness is all you want, you're dealing with the wrong God. I am about changing lives. I am about taking you by the hand from ground zero all the way to where I need to take you. If you would only allow me. You're struggling right now with things. You're struggling probably with your health, relationships, finances. Yes, it might seem so hard right now, each and every day. God is saying, with me, let me help you. Let me help you day by day with this walk that I know everything about. And I have blessed you with someone whose presence will be with you. It's called the Holy Spirit. But turn with me to... Turn with me to the, to the book of um, 1 Corinthians. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, and let's go to chapter, chapter 12. God is saying, let me guide you. Let me guide you. 1 Corinthians chapter what? 12. Let me just wrap, wrap up with this one here. I'm going to read verses 7 to 11. For as the body is one. Uh, sorry, verses 7. Verses 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another the word of? Knowledge through, through the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another the working of? Miracles to another prophecy, to another discernment of spirits, to another uh, different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. And then the last verse. For as the body is one, and as many members... But all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. God, God has made it. He has put into place. 
a system of guiding and blessing his people. And so here's what he did. He has done. He gives Elder Stuart a certain gift. Something that he does real well that, that's able to help another person in a certain way. He comes back over and he says to Sister Dawn, Sister Dawn, I've blessed you in this measure. And in this way, I want you now to be a blessing to everyone else with what I've blessed you with. Right? Amen. Comes and he said, Sister Cruz, listen, I bless you. I bless you with this gift. And this gift is not just for you. It's for those who will come into your circle. And then, when all three are in the same place, guess what happens? Everyone ministers to each other. As the Holy Spirit is working within that group. And every person gets what they, they need for that time by the Holy Spirit working through each person. And they are built up. And whatever need that they needed at that time is supplied. God chose to work this way. He, he not only forgives but he knows how to restore and to hold. But he has a way of doing it. And the way he does it is by the public and the private households. He, this is his, this is the environment that God has prescribed all the way from, etern from eternity where it was just the Godhead, to now. And it's time for the Garland Church to receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in its fullest measure. Or else, or else, what would we be left with? The past. Friends, I don't want the past anymore. I want to be a part of a group of people who have decided to be like the group in the book of Acts. We want the Holy Spirit, and we're going to align ourselves so that when he, when he comes, he's going to have his environment ready for himself. He's going to provide us with all the giftedness we need so that we can not only take care of ourselves, but so that we can win souls for the kingdom. Amen. Little companies, big spirit, is God's plan for maturity and multiplication. It's what we need now. Right where you are today, right where you are, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know the challenges you're facing.
what I can do say is this. God loves you. As you stand to your feet, the same God that loves you and died for you, He wants to be an ever presence in your life right now. I don't know what you need to bring before him, but now is the time. I don't know exactly what's going on in your life. I know what's going on in mine. I'm going to ask everyone here, those who are watching online, to go to the Lord in prayer right now. And to ask him. To ask him to grant you your request. In the name of Jesus. And then, my prayer for this church is as we go through the next weeks ahead, we would make a determined effort to align ourselves like the apostles in the book of Acts and to become a church that is public and also private so that the Holy Spirit can flow. Bow your heads. I invite you just to go ahead and talk to the Lord. Father, you're truly an awesome God. You're worthy to be praised. Every glory and honor be unto your name. Father, you have heard the hearts of your people. There are things going on in their lives and they, they need an intervention. Father, they need someone full of grace and truth and power like yourself that can come 
and satisfy their request. I pray in Jesus' name that, Heavenly Father, you would draw close to each and every person here and those who are watching online. That you bless us all with your forgiveness. Release us from the guilt, Father. Show yourself to be all-powerful and glorious and loving. Give us a new start, Father, with you. And whether it is a health challenge, a financial challenge, a relationship challenge, whatever it is, Father, we ask for your help. We ask for heaven to be poured out. And circumstances be changed. Father, help us. Relieve us. Fill us. Change us. Answer your people. Show yourself to be all that you are. Break the bonds, Father, of the enemy from our hearts, from our lives, from our homes. May this day be a day where we truly live out all that you have desired us to be. Father, this is a church that is willing and, 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 and seeking to be just like the flock on the day of Pentecost. We will not be deterred. We will not be changed. We're moving forward. And we ask, Lord, that you would just keep us united. Help us as we do all the things that we need to do as a people here at the Garland Church so that the Holy Spirit will find a, a, the, the right environment, the right structure, the heart that is receptive and willing to work for your kingdom. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that Pentecost would be experienced here. And nothing less. All these things we pray. And we ask in the name of the one who died the second death the one who purged us from our sins the one who have provided eternity in his name we pray Jesus Christ of Nazareth that the church of the living God say Amen, Amen. Amen.